The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? We're so glad that you joined us. And on this day, as we sit here right now, the President of the United States is in the Middle East. So why is the Middle East important if the President is in the Middle East? I ask you when you know already the answer, right? So. It's, it must be important if the President of the United States goes to the Middle East, right, folks? It must be important. He didn't go to Czechoslovakia. He didn't go to uh, Guam. He went to the Middle East. Why did he go to the Middle East? Because the Middle East is important. Okay, so, Neil, uh, Joe uh, Biden, uh, our president, uh, flew to the Middle East this week, right? He spent almost the whole week there, right? Right. I mean, he spends more time there than he does at the White Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he's he spent four, you know, four or five days in the Middle East. He went to uh, Saudi Arabia. He went to Israel. And he, uh, he, he said some things about Israel that are pretty interesting. And he said some things about Iran that are pretty interesting that go back to our shows, right? We spent a great deal of time uh, talking about the Old Testament and the different things about it. Uh, we did a show on Gog and Magog, Psalm 83. Uh, which is about how the enemies will come and surround Israel, right, and try to take it down and destroy it as if it never existed, which is what the Palestinian Authority has said they want to do. It's what Iran said they want to do. So here we are doing these shows. People think, well, those are stupid. No, they're not. They're really important because of what's going on right now as we speak. Before it, ha- You know, it's very important. And then today, or this week, sorry, President Biden has a, a, a speech. He does a speech in Israel. And in the speech, he says Iran is it's not acceptable for Iran to build nuclear weapons. Not acceptable. And he said, for the first time it's ever been said, he said, even up to the point of using force, it's not acceptable for Iran to have nuclear weapons. That's, the, that's a pretty strong statement. Okay? Uh, the question I have for you is, why is that a big deal, and what do you think about what he said? Well, uh, what I think about what he said is he said what he had to say to the audience, he had to say it too. And um, unfortunately for Biden, he's backed himself into such a corner as uh, uh, people often will who hold an anti-God view He went to Israel basically to try to appease what now is a very left-wing government. Mm -hmm. 
and there is a certain seg- segment of the Israel population who very much wants to hear that type of message. Yeah, it's important to them. It's important mm-hmm. to them, but at the same time, it's always important in people here, at least in America for the mm-hmm. most part, and in mm-hmm. the West. I know this can go anywhere, and we know it does, but in the West, we don't hold people accountable at all for what do they say to the other group. In other words, Biden (laughs) is also talking at the very same moment he's saying A, B, C, D to the Israeli public. He is saying A, B, C, D to the Iranians Mm -hmm. who are committed to their destruction and A, B, C, D to the Palestinians. So one of the, excuse me for interrupting, but one of of the proofs of that, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're making a statement, but what's the proof? The proof is that the first thing he did when he got into office was he said he wanted to restart the deal right. with Iran. That's but one of the many the, things he right. said he was yeah. going to start, yeah. and, and, and he did. And that's a very—no, but it's a good deal for Iran. Well, it's a good deal for <laughs> Iran, and, and for our purposes, Jeff, it's, it, it goes back to what we've been talking about, the whole idea of— he backed himself into a corner. He said he was going to do this, and he did. He's mm-hmm. going to undo everything Trump did with all the Abraham Accords mm-hmm. and the peace mm-hmm. and the flights mm-hmm. and synagogues mm-hmm. now in Arab mm-hmm. countries, all mm-hmm. this unbelievable thing. Yeah. Biden says, I'm going to undo all of Un- that. Undo it. But now he's in a corner, and he has to go to Israel basically with hat in hand. There you go. And somewhat do a double dance. How do I, how do I amend this? But yes. Those of us who are listening who have a God sense, God sense. we read the documents mm-hmm. comprising the Bible, and one of the things God tells Israel, who he calls them a people dwelling apart, meaning you're not like any other nation. And we're talking about Israel. We're talking about Israel. Yeah. Israel is a nation apart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, completely different. And he said, do not lean on Egypt. He told them, don't do that. Now, Egypt is also morphing into our day, the world system, mm. the, the, the corrupted, The corrupted, broken, fallen world system. The promises of world leaders, mm-hmm. and God said, don't lean on them, but the, they did. The counterfeit world. And that's what you have today with uh, 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 President Biden telling mm-hmm. one part of his audience Mm-hmm. Uh, from a teleprompter or not, God knows, right? Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I say that facetiously. But at Yad Vashem, what that audience needed to hear, just enough. It's not about, folks, it's not about whether you're a Democrat or Republican. It's about being honest. It's about meaning what you say and saying what you mean. And if you're speaking out of the left side of your mouth, talking to Iran, saying, we're going to do that deal. You know that deal that lets you ultimately build a nuclear weapon? We're going to do that deal. That's the deal we're going to do. We're going to reback, go back to that, and we're going to let we're going to redo that deal. So eventually, eventually, down the road, you'll have a you'll have a nuclear weapon. But then we're also going to go to Israel and say you're never going to have a nuclear weapon, and we're going to destroy you if you try to make a nuclear weapon. But we're still going to do the deal that allows you to have one eventually. So that's speaking out of both sides of your mouth, right, at the same exact time, and that's your point. And it's wrong to do that because it's strictly, I mean, how can, it's, 
It's dishonest. It's the world system. Yeah. It's how it works, and it's how it always has worked apart from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that throughout Scripture, and we're warned not to do that as believers mm-hmm. because you will wind up in the same position ultimately where Biden is. He has to say yep. one thing to this yep. group yep. and something entirely different, and not just saying, but actions. Yeah. His actions, yeah. as they say, speak yeah. louder than words to the other group. Yeah. And the one thing that one of the things about the previous president, Donald Trump, that I admired is I may not have agreed with him every time, but he said the same thing every time. He never wavered. He never talked out of both sides of his mouth. He just told them what he said, and he said what he meant. And, and you know, I, why wouldn't we want that in a politician, you know? But no, we can't. We have to have politics, world politics, right, is what this is all about, world politics and how we're perceived how we're perceived by people. We want to say the right things so they perceive us well. It's politically correct. It's morally correct. Put quotations around correct. It's it's terrible. It's wrong. And it's bad. And I don't support it as a Christian. Well, there's a number of things happening in Israel, but have always happened in Israel with the sort of political exigencies of the day from the very founding in 48 or refounding or rebirth of yeah, Israel rebirth, in our yeah. day. Nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, so uh, the idea that there's always been a, a, a double standard, just like with the Temple Mount, um, Jerusalem is not in Jewish hands today. I repeat that, is not because short of being in total control of the Temple Mount, which today the status quo has given that to what's called the Muslim walk, they have basically final authority almost, although that's even changing a bit today, going back to the 67 war over the Temple Mount. Well, unless that sovereignty is completely in Jewish hands, you can't read any of the sort of finality of the prophetic verses of Jerusalem being Jewish because while Jerusalem the city is the very heart, the very epicenter the Temple Mount is basically at a, at a minimum a two-state st- solution at best. In other words you have the Muslim walk controlling walk controlling the Temple Mount and you have Jewish sovereignty over the city supposedly but you're right Jeff, always making these sort of uh, divergent excuses for whether it's the Bedouins claiming land or Muslims setting up a independent state on their own and Biden supporting it and saying I'm going to go there and I don't want any Jewish uh, 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 Israeli officials accompanying me. So all these things are disparate mm-hmm. and they're all being shaken and they'll all come together but that's what we're facing today and that's why you as reading uh, the Bible and seeing world events interpret it one way where somebody who completely does not read the scriptures does not care about them has a different sense of what is a correct order to see happen what is fair amazing so uh folks it's just interesting and we're pointing it out because it's worth uh revisiting our existing episodes all the way back to number one two and three and all those uh we we walk you through uh how it came to be we walk you through uh what Noah did and who he was and we walk you through Abraham and Moses and Jesus and how how it's all connected it's all connected it begins the book does this might be a, a an interesting idea to some of you who have never heard this but it the book begins in the Middle East let me say that again the Bible the book begins in the Middle East 
between the Tigris and the Euphrates River and one other river that I forget the name of it, but that's in the Middle East. That's where the Garden of Eden was, in the Middle East. Some people say the Garden of Eden was in the very spot where the temple is now, and I don't know if that's true or not, but wow, that's cool if it is. But the idea that the Bible begins in the Middle East, but where does it end? At the end of the book, where does it end? Where are we at the end of the book? We're in the Middle East. New Jerusalem. Jerusalem comes down in the very spot. In the, in the, in, Jesus comes back to the Mount of Olives in Israel. Okay? The temple is a new temple. a new Not a new temple. A new Jerusalem comes down with all amazing attributes you can read about in Revelation. I don't want to go into it here because this isn't about Revelation. My, my point is that it ends or restarts even again over in the Middle East. So if you can connect the first dot way back in Genesis, and if you can connect that to the last dot in Revelation, you understand the whole thing. Because if you travel between those two dots, you're going to understand why the Middle East is important and why Israel is important. And if we don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem, if we don't understand the importance of Israel, well, I don't know what the, I don't know what the result of that is, but I'm not going to risk it. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. Hey guys, 
it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.